Hey, Alan. And welcome to Dice Over Everything. So I guess you tried a new game lately. Did someone demo it to you, or did you you guys both play it for the first time? Um, someone demoed it to me. And what game are you talking about, though? I think I'm talking about Warcry. Okay, yes, Warcry. Because then, otherwise, I just started playing it myself. Oh, okay. Which is Rangers of Shadowdeep, which Ooh. is really good. Yeah. So back to the back to the demoing part though. Yeah. yeah. Which is the topic of this podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking about demos. Yeah, that's did, right. Did the guy do? A good I will talk about Rangers because later on, but uh, that's because I want to demo with some other people. Uh, some other people. Interesting. So did the guy do a good job demoing it? Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, Elliot. Okay. Um, the store. It was just this uh, Friday. I tried it out. Okay. Because um, I guess he painted up two war bands. He said. Uh, he assembled them. He assembled so them. So they okay. were still they were still gray, mm-hmm. but he was demoing it for me. So I was like, "Okay, that's, that's how most people start the game, anyways, right? It's all gray, and then you, you break it out of the box. You won't play yeah. it right away. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Except that you have to assemble and <laughs> assemble them at a minimum, which you can't exactly do with miniature games. Yeah. So that's also why it's good to you know try a demo. Oh, so you don't have to assemble the guys? <laughs> yeah, like. If, even if you somehow were to get the rules or whatever, right? Let's say you borrowed a rule book or something from online. Uh-huh. Um, well, if someone's demoing it to you, usually they're enthusiastic about the game. Uh-huh. So they've gone they've in a bit. It, yeah. They've bought the rules. They've yeah. maybe hopefully painted the models. We can get back to that. Well, at least they have but... like the miniatures that you'd, you'd actually probably be playing with on the thing, right? Because mm-hmm. if you just, like I said, borrow the rules online, yeah. uh, then... You don't. You still don't have the miniatures, right? And no. so, you're, what, what can you do? You can kind of proxy use some miniatures from another game, but then oftentimes the whole point of miniature games is to kind of sell the uh, spectacle and the feeling, and part of that is the miniatures that you're actually using, right? Yes, to have so, the whole thing look cool on the board. Yeah. And so it if kind I was of sells gonna... the idea of the game. Mm-hmm. So would you say he did a good job demoing it? Yeah. It was okay. Fun. And he was like, um, yeah, well. So he knew well, the rules. He knew the rules. He's a chill guy. Uh-huh. He didn't try to totally crush me or anything but yeah. he also uh once uh once you got the hang of it once i i got the hang of it you know what? this is not my first game that i've i've, I've tried so mm-hmm. uh he immediately started ramping up <laughs> ramping up, <laughs> out of play. Ramping up the like, elite the elite yeah, strategy like, oh yeah you got this immediately or you got this kind of thing you saw this kind of opening and then you immediately took it okay maybe i shouldn't go so uh-huh. so like completely non-strategy non-strategy just running at you kind of Mm -hmm. thing yeah so I tried Warcry Uh, I guess before we go into general demo games I'll just tell you about Warcry Um, so Warcry is the latest games workshop uh, game that they've come out with well miniature game I've seen guys playing it at the store and read the rules half while they were playing yeah so it's a it's, it's like a it's a miniature skirmish game that fits like the best thing about it is it fits on a 22 by 30 inch board so like literally it can fit on your your fold out tables like your, yeah your fold mm-hmm. not even your like kitchen table it can fit on like your coffee table and you can go and play yep right so that's a huge selling point especially for people you know with lots of smaller places because real estate is so expensive um yeah and uh so uh because of that, or maybe on top of that, uh, the, the number of miniatures per side is like, I think it's like 5 to 10 in general. It can be up to 5 to 20, but usually it's around 5 to 10. Yep, guys. so like Kill Team, do most of the guys come from packs that they sell, or are you meant to go buy games from Age of Sigmar to get the guys? Uh, yeah, so uh, Warcry is based on the Age of Sigmar universe, but they created a, I think, eight new kind of war bands to play mm-hmm. and they're all chaos themed so you're playing i guess that's to give you a, a theme of what the thing is about you're playing basically a bunch of crazy cultist bad guys mm-hmm. right and there's options to play the good but good guys but why would you I- i've heard they're really yeah. good yeah blood for the blood god uh-huh. yeah so it's it's actually none of them are themed on on the oh, the four normal yeah, the gods. four chaos mm-hmm. gods, but they're everyone themed. is chaos-like. So mm-hmm. they're all basically a bunch of... Uh, imagine, you know, when you're in, in a normal fantasy story, you're playing... Oh, you follow the hero who has to go against these roving bands of crazy marauders. 
in Warcry, you play the crazy marauders. Fighting more yeah, crazy fighting marauders. Yeah, fighting other uh-huh. crazy marauders for, like, the supremacy of of the evil gods that they're trying to appease. So it's Mad Max in Fantasyland. Yeah, except not, you're not none of you are Mad Max. You're all just the evil overlords you're, fighting uh-huh, You're all other. war boys. Yeah, uh-huh. and it's fantasy, right? Yes. So you're a bunch of... There's no cars. There's, um... That's another game that, yeah, for, axes, that they made. <laughs> and I think there's actually a lot of murder bolasses out there. Huh. So, like, long whips and everything like that. So the game actually... Uh, going in, honestly, I was a little bit skeptical. Um... I did had seen some. Uh, I vaguely listened to some uh, battle reports online while I was doing other stuff. Just listening to it, I never even watched how the game plays. Um, and what I heard, I thought it was that uh, it was. It didn't. It didn't sound that enticing to me. And when I looked at the models, uh, the models were really uh, not yeah. up my alley. Like, yeah, the I models. Some, in, the models in the base set didn't jump out at me either. I'm sure some of the other factions might have interesting things. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's. I like a lot of chaos stuff, but for some reason, those chaos guys didn't didn't do it for me. They're yeah. My understanding is with Warcry, you you're supposed to buy the starter box to get the terrain, because with uh-huh. how the game setup works, you randomly draw cards which generate the scenario and randomly yeah. generate the terrain for you. Yeah. So if you you have to own the base terrain to set up the board. Well, just like Preferably. any miniature game, you can mm-hmm. just probably just set up the terrain randomly for yourself, right? Yeah. But it's just a, I guess for people that are not used to that, mm-hmm. it's a good way to set up, to make the terrain uh, different and interesting very quickly, right? Mm-hmm. So most, like for most miniature gamers, I think we once you've played years and years of miniature games, you know how to set up a board to make it interesting, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, like, you don't want to make the games always symmetrical, right? Like, a lot of the times when you start off playing miniature games, you're thinking, oh, this has to be like chess. So each side, each angle has to be exactly... You need three of these on this side, and, and four of those, ha- and two yeah. evenly spaced in the middle. And they always have to be, like, reflected so that one person doesn't have an advantage. Yeah. At the same time, you kind of realize that that's part of the fun of miniature games, that... To, to find the advantages or disadvantages or turn those into assets, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, with their their set of, uh, like you're saying, there's there's basically like being in the game, you have a bunch of cards that, that you flip to uh, set up the game and, and, and find the objectives of the game. The terrain ones is like literally it shows you uh, a, an outline of how you should be putting the terrain down just so you can quickly set up a cool battlefield. Yeah, it's, it's not perfectly measured out. It's just sort of... Yeah. An indication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually is. So it's, it's not a tile based game, so it doesn't tell you yeah. exactly what tiles mm-hmm. like you would in oh, what was the other game, which is hex based. There's a lot of hex ones. Oh, uh Shadespire. Shadespire, there we go. Yeah. Or Warhammer Underworlds. Yes. <laughs> where their last one is called Beast Grave. I feel like to try and dominate Frostgrave and take away from its uh Oh, it's bestiary based monsters. Yeah, I wonder if I did wonder about that actually. The naming of it, Beast Grave. Yeah, Beast Grave is Cause first beast, of all a terrible name, and Beast isn't really a thing in in the Warhammer world so much. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's supposed to be like a forest, right? Mm-hmm. And then the the Beast Grave, so like the grave of the beasts, but. Uh, like it's, a beast graveyard and then short for beast grave uh-huh. uh, I don't know it just doesn't but sound it's, good it's not, one of their current, it's not one of their themes that's running yeah and I and because they're such a popular uh, game not not in the GW space but in, in miniature games in general with the grave uh, suffix mm-hmm. I feel I, I really wonder if it's part of it was a marketing thing where they're like let's try and take all of whenever someone says something grave they think of our game as opposed to this other game, which I believe, like Frostgrave, is 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 still growing. It's growing mm-hmm. better, better. It's going to get a second edition next year, yeah. right? So I feel like that's that's their chance to kind of leap ahead. Whereas, and then GW is like, oh, I'll just throw slap this name into one of our products and try and and steal some of its thunder. I don't know. Maybe that's just paranoia. It's just coincidence because there's only coincidental. So many exactly. Now that I think about it, that that's probably just uh, what do you call it. Uh, a uh, conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. but but we should tell Ash I about don't this. Don't trust GW before, before he comes out with his <laughs> war info hammer episode. 
anyways, oh, yeah. with all the conspiracies. But. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so anyways, that was like a giant tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to the demo of it? Yeah, what, back what, to the demo. So what made the demo a good demo, would you say? Uh, so he he basically... Well, some of it is just that I, I, I know in general games, and I... Uh, and I had looked briefly at, at all the rules, right? I'd listened to a thing, so it kind of uh, went smoothly. And he kind of, at first, uh, he thought that I'd read all the rules, but as soon as he realized, like, I didn't really know all the rules. You just he, watched some videos before? I watched yet? some video, mm-hmm. uh, it's like one video or a couple videos. So would you say that's... Mostly a, about the miniatures, actually. So would you say that's a good way to get, like, before people come, like, oh, I'm going to demo this for you? Mm-hmm. Like... Ask them to look at the rules? Suggest that you, like, watch a video of it, because reading all the rules, eh, maybe it's some effort, but just sitting there watching a video, much less effort. That's actually a really good. And idea. because a lot like you're supposed to pay for the rules for most games, uh-huh. but going to watch somebody's how to play video yeah. is free and it's yeah. less effort. So yeah, totally. Actually, that totally makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You should you should ask them, I guess, when you're doing the demo, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, did you watch any video? And to be fair, most like, I did tell him. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I watched. He asked me, right? I, this is good advice, I guess. I said, oh yeah, I watched some videos, but I didn't see the whole thing, right? Um, so. Uh, so that's great for you to, to understand how much the person knows and then, then you can kind of, um, especially when you watch one game being played, you know the general arc of the game. And so when they, they start explaining the specifics of any portion of the game, you kind of know the context of that in the overall game. You're like, oh, that's what they were doing when I saw this, saw them rolling for this kind of thing, right? Yep. And so, uh, yeah, so one of the biggest things, well, I know. Elliot, right? He's a cool guy. Um, uh, but just just to make the person feel at ease, right? Mm-hmm. So, and uh, it's important not to, like, stress out about strategy or caring about um, really winning <laughs> or something yes. like that. I know there was, I think we were talking about this before, where one of our gaming groups kind of fell apart because whenever a new guy came out, uh, there were a one tier of people of players. would say oh let mm-hmm. me teach you and by teaching they meant like crush them into the dirt crush them in several minutes yeah and, and let them then do they're nothing. like oh yeah wasn't that so cool when i crushed you and you had no chance because you didn't know how to the gameplay but i did and i know all the kind of secrets where i could destroy you and the person is probably going to say no i still don't understand what went on i learned nothing I don't yeah know i learned nothing I, don't, it, I, it, I didn't experience it right mm-hmm. i just experienced like this person telling me that i lost Right, so it was very important where, where um, Elliot basically, uh, when we went through, right, he said the the brief kind of things, you know, said the stats of the guys and what what everything did, so you kind of know uh, in general. Uh, and then he went and did this kind of war cry. Has this? At first, I thought it was gimmicky, and I think I mentioned it was gimmicky. So the, the dice system. The dice system. The the rolling six dice. And in some ways, I still think it's gimmicky, uh, where you roll dice uh, and then you you try and and you get group sets up. of mm-hmm. dice. To get abilities, right? Um, and rolling dice is fun, right? And grouping them. And what? So this is about war, war cry now, and not about just demoing stuff in general. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was cool. Be in some ways, it's cool because, um, I guess war cry itself is set up to easily get people into the game. Because these rules aren't too too long. There are a few pages. The rules, yeah. The rules for the actual moving guys around and doing thing is like the minimal amount you need almost the minimal amount you need for a miniatures game, right? There's a movement. This is how fast they move. You have two actions. You can do any two actions. There's not, like, limited things. And then if you're within range, you can attack a guy, and you compare these two stats, and you roll once, and you attack them. And then you just go back and forth, and you activate guys, right? And you try and kill the guy. Guys has a certain amount of health. If they're reduced to zero health, they die. Yep. Right? That's the basics of of the the rules that right and then on the cards and on the cards they just tell you oh mm-hmm. this guy has this much life this guy has this much range when they attack uh, and this is how much damage they do right yep um, and there are special abilities right but unlike a lot of games where uh, when you choose a guy you get flooded with special abilities like for example War Machine every single guy has a special ability. Mm-hmm. Um, that you have to remember, or Malifaux as well. You have everyone has special ability. The kind of cool thing with the dice is that all of your special abilities come from your is dice. Is it from your faction, or is it s- sort of unique to it? Or so there's a bunch of generic own. abilities. So mm-hmm. whenever you have a pair or a triple, right, you get uh, you can use spend those dice uh, to 
uh, and you only have six, right? So you, you have a certain number, I think it's pair, triple, quadruple, right? Are the, the different things. And so whenever you roll those, you can spend them for to activate special abilities for your characters. And so what's kind of interesting in that is that it limits the number of special abilities you have to care about to the number of pairs of dice you have, right? So if I only have doubles, uh -huh. I only have to look at the special abilities that you don't trigger look at a on giant a double. chart. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And not all of the characters have abilities triggered onto uh, twos or threes. Okay. So what's cool about Warcry, I feel like for as a as a beginner game is that GW, I feel like this is the first game really where GW really tried to strip it down to the minimal amount to play. Mm -hmm. Right? All, all their other games they kind of like through too many special abilities, they, they refuse to cut. They layer on. Yeah, more. even mm -hmm. like even Kill Team, where they tried to to minimize it, I felt like there was a lot of cruft that was left over from Eighth that they just I don't know if they couldn't convince people to cut or they couldn't bring themselves to cut from yeah. the game, right? Whereas Warcry, they literally said, "Oh, we're cutting everything." And we don't have to worry about the special abilities, right? Of everything, and then not every weapon is special. Yeah, not every guy has to be special or whatever, right? So I thought that was uh, Warcry itself. I think it's quite good, and yep. it's not. It's 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 a really good beginner uh, miniatures game. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I think it. I think it it should have legs, assuming they don't do the the general GW problem of having uh, power creep. And making everything better and stronger, which they all obviously will. <laughs> From what I've heard, that ranged weapons are overpowered, but without having played it, I can't. I can't say that personally. Um, that was just what I heard from people who had been playing weapons it Weapons seemed overpowered. I agree. Okay. For, I only played one game, yep. right? But literally, every guy that had a ranged weapon, I was like, wow. They were the outperforming. Everything else? Well, because you only have two actions, you can do anything, right? Mm -hmm. And literally, you can do two range attacks. And one of my guys had an eight-inch gun that hit just as strong as walking over most guys, people. like mm -hmm. even his own stabby weapon, right? Yeah, and the whole thing about range is you're not forced to walk into the middle of yeah. their whole army and get beaten down after you shoot yeah. at them. and you get to do it twice. So instead yes. of having, like most guys would have to move and then attack, get mm -hmm. one attack. This guy had eight-inch gun. So we could just attack, attack. So he has twice his number of attacks when he moves to attack. And ranged weapons can still be used in close combat. So he's just literally, he was almost like a turret, just sitting there shooting people <laughs> from, from eight inches. Yep. And, um, yeah. Oh, I guess the other bad thing about it. Well, at least it was a good demo because he showed you what different things were in the game and, and how he it was broken. The ranged guy. Oh yeah. So I was like, oh ha ha ha! My so guys, I'm so good at this game. <laughs> wow, look at me killing this. So, Actually, so was... there you go. That's a good part of the demoing. You're like, oh, just give the. If there's clearly like a better side in the army, or just like a side that's more uh, straightforward, yeah, strong. Straightforward. It yeah. doesn't require like the gimmicks to pull off to win. Yeah. You just you give the beginner like. You yeah, a lot of people are, would be with. like, oh, which army do you want to use? And then if the guy just likes the look of the finesse army, yep. it's going to be a bad demo. I know. <laughs> because you, you, you should just play the... You should just give the person the easier army to play. Mm -hmm. And when they see how awesome the finesse army is that you use... Then they'll be like, okay, actually, I want to play your army when I actually go in and buy it. Right? Yeah, so if you're the point of the, the demo is to... Yeah, so if, if you were playing the finesse army, you let them kind of like beat you down with their giant club for a while and then you're like oh I'm getting beaten down then you pull some cool trick and they're like oh yeah. there's cool tricks in this game yeah and then they're like oh I like the look of your army and they do this really cool stuff mm -hmm. even though I destroyed them with the, <laughs> My. the bludgeoning army exactly yeah it's actually also interesting uh, what what I find good with demos is to start off weak because obviously if, if you're if you know the game a lot like whenever mm -hmm. I play Infinity I guess this is now going in general to demos um, and, I, and I feel like Elliot did a bit although he um is you start off not trying to crush the person. In fact, doing mm -hmm. some bad moves. Yeah, I was going to say exactly see, that. As he saw me, like like I said, as mm -hmm. he saw me like catching on very quickly, because like I said, we played a lot of miniature games, uh, uh, and he gave me the <laughs> the, guy. the guy with the biggest club. Uh -huh. Yeah, the guy with like the great shooting uh, weapon. Um, you can then start ramping up immediately you're like okay mm -hmm. as soon as this guy starts catching on then i will do the the cool stuff 
on my side and you can kind of follow along and also always make sure that they're having a uh, interesting competitive game mm-hmm. and even for you actually it's more fun to almost like trick yourself almost into or uh, giving yourself a deficit so you actually still have to think a bit mm-hmm. because if you start off trying to crush them then, you then never fall it could be, snowball possibly it could mm-hmm. snowball and then you don't really have to flex out any of your strategies because you're just winning all the way you don't have to think about how am I going to crush them harder I'm a, mm-hmm. like even if I start doing bad moves now I've already crushed them it doesn't matter yep. whereas if you start off doing bad moves they start winning and then you try to start chasing them it First of all, it's more interesting for hit for them, and it's also interest more interesting for you as you try to puzzle out. Oh, I like oh, sometimes half my army. <laughs> oh, I, 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 maybe I went too easy on them. Well, mm-hmm. how am I gonna bring this back? And it can almost keep you in the game more, right? As as the demo one, right? Yep. He's more interesting. Um, so I think that that's actually what what happened, right? Mm-hmm. So he gave me gave me some uh, easy plays to go, and I some easy kills. Yeah, some easy, easy kills, mm-hmm. and and and. And so he had to follow up with some special abilities, and I was like, ooh, that's cool, right? When he did this thing, and then... Um, uh, and like I said, Warcry, because you only have like two or three special abilities that you have to worry about it during the turn because it's based on your dice, mm-hmm. uh, it was very easy to get the into. The learning curve is not super learning steep. Curve. Uh, yes, to to get into the game and play to just get the basics down. Yeah, to get the basics deep. game mm-hmm. and, and and play in a fun way. And I feel like um, the way that they're trying to sell the game is not unlike Kill Team, which they kind of skewed a little bit more competitively. This one, they're I feel like they're trying to make it more like campaigny. So and and whenever you do campaigns, uh, I feel like the add the narrative kind of aspect to it. People don't feel like they. They need to crush the opponents, so they're the game is a lot more casual and more fun, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like. Even if it's if, even if it's a competitive game, I feel like you always want to keep the first game just casual and fun with it, right? Otherwise, how are you going to resist your urge to crush them as hard as possible to get your ten zero win? Yes, <laughs> to get your massive victory. <laughs> Be like this. Is, let me show you what it feels like to uh, destroy someone and. And crush them beneath your heel. Mm-hmm. Well, how does it feel like being crushed beneath my heel? <laughs> <laughs> Do you wish to become the crusher? <laughs> so yeah. I guess I guess there's games that are meant for that, but yeah. many of them are supposed to be for fun. So it's not all about crushing your opponent, which maybe you shouldn't do that in a demo game. <laughs> yes, especially when you want to get them hooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, later so and at the very end he let me talk about it and say what I liked and what I didn't like well I, I think I said a lot of what I liked it was simple there's not a lot there's there's just enough to like get going and it's simple enough that you can um, uh, as a beginner just have people come in into play uh, like it's very quick to ramp up um, the I think we, we talked about briefly the card system is actually quite good. So along with the terrain, which I th- depending on your how many games you play, you don't need, but the other mm-hmm. three were, were quite good. So one is your deployment, right? One is so you so which corner you deploy in, or where your mm-hmm. guys deploy, right? And they're always split into three three groups, okay. and then after you see where they deploy, and uh, you uh, split your groups into those three things, those those uh, three sections right so you, before you even draw cards you split your guys up no i think nope. you do it afterwards that's what he said maybe okay. that's wrong but that's what he he told me uh and so that was so it is kind of interesting though right to have a different way of how you're going to split your guys up and sometimes one of the groups doesn't even come in until the second turn they're the reinforcements yeah they're the reinforcements so which is interesting which is also seems terrible for guys without range because like They'll be, they'll be so far away from the battle. They can sometimes be so far to the battle there, like, the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the one, the other one is the objectives. So the actual, like, for most other miniature games would be the mission that you're going on, right? Like, how are you going to win the game, right? Uh, which is, like, all sorts of random things. Like, the oh, fact collect that, this thing. The fact that it's event. different than deployment seems kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So it can be, sometimes it can be totally... Uh, it could be totally skewed, skewed. and totally uh-huh. screw over, right? And one player could have skewed their groups so that yeah. one group is really good for a certain thing and it comes in first. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is a twist, 
which is just a random special rule that goes on top, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, oh, in this game, uh, all of your dice count as... I, I, in our game, it was all of your... Whenever you use a special ability that uh, matters what the, dice, the number on the dice is, it counts as one higher, up to maximum of six. So... That means nothing if you haven't played the game, mm-hmm. but it's it just makes people more powerful basically uh, when they use the special abilities. Okay. Certain special abilities seems very um, like a board game mechanic. Yeah, there's like a certain event Honestly, going on. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's or or when we play Infinity, right? Like sometimes we're like, oh, you're in space, so these guys get plus one move, right? Yep. Or the, it's hard for these guys to see through this area. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I think that was. That's a really good system, and honestly, this is not even a this is uh, not even a new system for Games Workshop. This is just the most comprehensive uh, release they've had, where mm-hmm. they said this is the way you have to play. And my so, understanding is they've given more concrete rules for the train as well, which often are in GW games quite sort of nebulous. Um, I, I think it's basically. It's, I don't think it's more concrete it just just the rule is better okay <laughs> so like they've always had terrain rules it's just oftentimes the, the terrain rules, rules are terrible are, are terrible okay. yeah this one is fine uh-huh. <laughs> this, this one makes sense and is this fine this one and, makes sense yeah. and is fine so uh yeah whereas normally their terrain rule uh, not normally but like for a while there they've been trying to get rid of terrain which which they sell terrain why would they do that yeah, yeah. i don't understand <laughs> um and so yeah so overall I think uh, the game is is good I would I could see why people would want to get into the game and why people are excited about it mm-hmm. um, especially if they're uh, occasional players right oh if they don't have like the time to build giant armies yeah but they just want to come up to the game store guys. Well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing I was surprised at is one of the reasons why I really wasn't that excited about Warcry at first uh, was I didn't like the models and I think I mentioned this uh, they are actually better in the in, in person than they were online. Okay. Um, you don't I, like the paint like the paint schemes not very complimentary. I guess the paint job possibly. that they had just didn't look good. Yeah, remember the paint jobs were very drabish. Yeah, I don't know if it's photos or whatever, but mm-hmm. like they they look pretty good. Like um, if you like the aesthetic of like lots of spiky things coming out of things. Yeah, spiky things and, coming out of people's flesh and, and skulls, whatever, and pawn skulls. And so, yeah, they were not bad. Like, uh, their heads were not quite as big as uh, as normal GW stuff. But I think that's across the GW range that GW is kind of learning that it doesn't look cool to have your head be heroically large. Twice as large as normal. As in comically mm-hmm. large. <laughs> so they're slowly trying to shrink that. And you could kind of see that actually in, in the miniatures. Uh, like from the um, previews online, but like when you look on in person, they look they look fine, right? Um, I'm still not totally sold. Like, even though they look better than I expected, uh, I still don't really like the look of them. So, I'm not sure if I'm gonna end up playing Warcry in the end. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I I I would play Warcry. Maybe with goblins, because goblins are super cartoony and funny looking. Yep. And so when they have giant, comically large heads, that fits the aesthetic. It seems really fun. <laughs> plus, yes. plus they're like they're the closest thing to orcs you can play in that game. No, you can play orcs. You can. Okay. Yeah, you can play orcs. I yeah. just you have enough orcs. So you know, yeah, I have branch like out into other green skins. Orcs. Yeah. Uh, and I already have a whole bunch of uh, goblins that I I just bought because I finally decided I like them and they were like cheap secondhand. So mm-hmm. I just like bought a whole bunch. Um, I don't know if I'd play it regularly though, but that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So for for us demoing that game, you can get people right into the, like the full depth of the rules. Uh-huh. But like for say more complicated games, like if you're just gonna put them straight into Age of Sigmar, like if you were yeah. getting an Age of Sigmar demo, you uh, might not want to play with Warhammer Forty Thousand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's good about these these skirmish games is that you can play mm-hmm. basically a full game like with with all the guys out there on your uh, first shot on your first shot and it mm-hmm. might take twice as long but because the game only lasts like half an hour 45 minutes twice as long as an hour and a half it's still doable mm-hmm. if you were to do the same thing with let, let's say i don't know like warhammer 40,000 or age of sigmar going uh, right into like game a full size game it'll take 4 hours to play and that's a lot harder prospect for people to do especially mm-hmm. 
uh, if you're demoing someone that you don't even know. Like, it's one thing if you invited... If you're sitting around know, with your friends and you have all yeah, your afternoon. best friends or your brother or something like that or your sister, and you're like, okay, what, what are we doing this weekend? Why don't I just show you this game that I super got into, and then you, can, you might have four hours, right? Mm-hmm. But if you go to a stranger... Right or a stranger comes in and says, "Oh, I want to. I was looking at this game. Could you demo it for me?" Uh, and you say, "Oh yeah, sure. Do you have a four-hour block to try it?" They'll probably be like, "Oh, oh never mind. I guess I won't play this game." So um, you have to play a smaller portion of the game. Yeah, and possibly right? a smaller portion of the rules too, just to. Yeah. Like maybe you can do it by reducing the types of models you use. Mm-hmm. And using maybe. simpler guys. Mm-hmm. So if you were to play. Uh, the, the the tricky part is or just is that like a choose lot of a these simpler games, mission maybe like, you, yeah you almost always want to use a simpler mission mm-hmm. right so uh, for Warcry we just did the normal mission worked out fine uh, it's not super complicated so it was fine because uh, a lot of games have starter missions too which is probably a good way too yeah but yeah so in um, uh, Infinity right it just this is like Looking at it, Infinity is a very complicated game. Yeah, that, I'd say. But they've created like a slow grow mission system where yeah. they actually like reduce, like they have advanced things that are categorized as, as advanced rules, mm-hmm. and they take that out, and the missions are just solely based around okay, you shoot each other, all the points are on who shoots more of each other dead. Because I've been playing that yeah. lately since another group we are loosely affiliated with mm-hmm. has been doing a slow oh, grow so league for basically it. Basically, kind of demoing Infinity to these guys. Yes, so I've been I keep demoing it to people all the time because there's so many new players there. They play each other and they're not really getting yeah. a demo of it. They're just like, "Oh, guys, how does this work?" Uh-huh. So I'm half going to it, half to start another army, and half to mm-hmm. demo it to different people. Cool. So it's kind of like every game is a demo of it. Yeah. And you're, well, also these guys are basically having small portions mm-hmm. of armies. They're trying to build it up. So the point is to, I guess, demo, show them what the game is about, and and. And show and them all like the cool interactions get them into you can the do community in the community mm-hmm. and get them playing the game at least, right? Yep. So that they might come into the community later. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of handicap myself in that. I've basically, chosen very poor selection of models for an army. Uh-huh. Like all guys who basically do the same thing, so you don't have new special abilities. Like this mm-hmm. guy has two basic weapons and he's very expensive. Why? <laughs> uh, he's, he's got slightly <laughs> higher stats. He's overcosted. He's taking all the really overcosted things yeah. and then just send them at your opponents so. Uh-huh. so maybe that's a bad thing about ha- games that are too well balanced because when you demo you, there's no crappy units you can you take to self-handicap yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like oh I took these guys that were terrible but actually great in this other situation yes. I guess I'll have to show you ha- what those situations are well Infinity's pretty well balanced so I just took more yeah. of the same thing so I'm like uh-huh. I'm good in one situation all the corner case situations terrible <laughs> okay cool and all the gimmicks not there really yeah so, so that's another thing is that uh, I feel like a lot of these games right um, well infinity right it really comes alive when you start seeing all the uh, interesting other thing well that's not true the main core mechanic of the game is really cool uh, but there's all these other things that you can do around the edges that are really fun and interesting to do like mm-hmm. suppressive fi- oh, you, you suppressify it right yeah like yeah. speculative fire Right is is more corner case or mm-hmm. like hacking, which we mentioned is an advanced yeah. rule, or coming airborne deployment where you come off the the board where the person at least expects it. Yep. Um, or just camoing your whole army. Like I yeah. went to a tournament lately, and the guy handed me his like there's courtesy lists where you give your opponent your army list of the things they can see, uh-huh. and it's basically just handwritten of one. Here's my giant robot, just handwritten. It, this is the <laughs> Ratnik, which is just like, like a yeah. mech thing. Yeah, and then everything else. Everything to be fair, that's a tournament where everyone should know generally how to play the game, mm-hmm. or they should be resigned to having a bad time because this is like people really want to win. Yeah, it was a tournament, so I knew what yeah. I was doing, and I crushed him completely into the <laughs> dust. And he had eight percent of his army left and zero points, and I had um, all the points. And you're like, ah, oh, so you thought that camo would save you? Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, so. Um, so then how, how did you go about making sure that, I guess, you want to show them the core of the game, right, when you were demoing? So not, not the tournament, but when you're demoing these, these newer guys, um, yeah, how did, how did you go and play people so that they can kind of learn the rules and, and understand what the game is about? 
so partially I would play properly, then also mm-hmm. partially I would just do things that are just to show cool examples of what you can do, mm-hmm. but it's really a terrible idea, and it just gets <laughs> your guy killed. Uh-huh. Like, oh, wasn't this cool? It's like, uh-huh. yes, but now my guy's dead, and yeah. it didn't really achieve anything, but here's what you can do in the game. Uh-huh. And so then you kind of get their, their wheels turning in their head about, oh, well, I don't want to exactly do that, but where could I apply that ability in a in a way that would be advantageous to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I think that's one one thing um, that's important to, to think about is, um, you, well, sorry, not not that this is so that's a terrible nonsense. Uh, this is a terrible transition. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing actually I, w- I was thinking is that uh, when you're trying to teach the person uh, how to play, you don't have to show them all the rules, right? Nope. Like the point of a demo is not to teach them, it's almost paradoxically, not to teach them how to play, but show them what the game is about, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so it's a little bit different the way that you're playing because actually you're just trying to teach them the game, right? But a lot of the times people will get too stuck up in, on all the small rules and telling the uh, trying to demo to the person, uh, make make sure making sure that they play exactly by the book and do all of the uh, little minute things that might be interesting when you're deep in the game but mm-hmm. don't really matter for the main flow of the game so for, for example for infinity um, the main flow of the game is you know using your orders to attack the guy uh, and then being able to continually kind of rambo and use that guy to keep on striking at the opponent and then the, yep. and then the other guy uh, when they're getting attacked each guy can try and fire back and and wh- how what what choice they want to do to survive uh, better or push the guy back, right? Mm-hmm. And th- that's the main focus of Infinity, right? That's generally the idea of what you're trying to do. And if you get too, sometimes when you're demoing, you, you kind of want to tell them, well, and at you this situation, do this. you should do that. You mm-hmm. should do this. And this is what all your options that you can do. And I, let me tell you all the different types of options that you can do. Uh, they don't need to know, know all of them. Mm-hmm. Just tell them the main ones. The good that, ones. Yeah, Here's the, the, the two good ones. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, of the main ones that show them wh- how the game is going to get played, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to know, oh, you also have a grenade, you can go and like drop that down until... You, it's like, you could use this gun, that gun, or that gun. It's like, yeah. okay, you have this. And this does this, this does this. Is their eyes are going to glaze over mm-hmm. before they even get to start shooting their guns, right? Yeah. Just say, okay, so you have this gun, generally you want to use this. Uh, all right, if you want to attack, use this one and attack me, right? Uh, and then... Once they kind of figured that out, they're like, okay, I've mastered this. And you kind of see it, right, when you pay attention to the, the other player about what they're learning, uh, when their eyes kind of lighten up. They're like, okay, this is really cool. Then maybe you want to throw in that extra thing. When they round the corner, maybe you have a really good guy uh, who's in suppressed fire, which means that he's much stronger on defense. Then you're like, oh, at this point, by the way, you have an option to do here, right? You can throw a grenade to to uh, soften the guy up, to make him break suppress the fire. Right? So I find like introducing stuff like that actually works better when you have two new players playing each other. Mm-hmm. Like you're, when you, you're standing back and you're not part of it, and they're just sort of doing their thing, and they're like, oh, I, these guys clearly don't know about this option in the game. Mm-hmm. So you just throw it out there as a thing. Uh-huh. Halfway through kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. So so they're not playing you. They're not playing like against hard mode. Yeah, but then you also have to worry mm-hmm. about the other player feeling like well that's why you let them know some other crazy thing on their <laughs> turn you're like okay give this guy one thing Here, here's this option for yeah. you okay that's that's true that is true uh, i feel like demoing games is very similar like you know when you play video games they always have that starter mission mm-hmm. and people have kind of learned and evolved on how to how to demo games so like when we were young all these games came with a rule book you had to read the rule book and then you just hope that you learned enough from reading the rule book when you actually play the game because they just throw you in the deep end. Yep. Nowadays, they kind of do that... It's a training thing. A training mission. And they don't even let you use like some of the abilities. They're yeah, like, oh, now this, this ability has come on. Now press this button to do the ability. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I kind of think about it uh, when I'm trying to demo someone the game, right? So for Infinity, I start off with the guys out there. You say, okay, so you have all these orders. You can move them up and shoot, right? And then at the very end of the, the turn, I might say, oh, well, at the end of the turn, you have a last order. Maybe you want to put a guy in suppressive fire, right, mm-hmm. which allows them to be good at defense. And then I do the same thing with the, with the well, at, well, the guy that's 
on the other side, if it's two, two guys demoing the game and I'm just showing them, then I'll slowly kind of ratchet up all these abilities. And by mm -hmm. the end of the, the, the first game, they've had an interesting thing because every single piece that they played was interesting and new and you just kind of layer on top and then by the end of the game they know they've a learned lot a couple about the games. Yeah, they knew a lot about, about the rules so it's kind of like don't explain everything at first and then expect them to remember it all and go through mm -hmm. explain them in chunks and then by the end expect them to know everything and kind of you want to almost get them like chomping the bit bit to like to go to, and read to more feel, of the rules themselves to, mm -hmm. to feel what it would be like if they knew everything at the beginning right to kind of put all the things they've learned together in one full game yeah so that's kind of what because with want, deeper yeah. mini games often you go back and you reflect afterwards like oh what should i have been doing for yeah, real exactly. in that game whereas in war cry i'm not sure you go back and like deeply reflect on all oh, you could you could be like oh, i should have made like gone this way instead of that way yeah um i feel yeah Oh, actually, one bad thing I didn't like about Warcry mm -hmm. is, um, is they have too all the guys had too much life, and you're tracking life, and that was really was kind of annoying. It's a giant pile of life on everybody. Because you need tons of tokens. You need dice. They, we use tokens because mm -hmm. that's um, what the game suggests. Yes, it, it comes, it comes with, with a ton of tokens. Mm -hmm. But guys had between ten and thirty life. Oh wow, that's a lot of tokens. Yes. Are there like tokens that are worth ten that you like switch in, like playing Monopoly? Were you switching a dollar for a ten dollar? You have too many dollars. Um, no, you just keep yes. Okay. There was like one, five, three, five, ten. Hmm. It's a lot of tokens, I know. right? And and to me, this is the kind of thing where it was just a little bit too much, mm -hmm. right? Um, and especially you have eight guys or something like that, and and it's kind of interesting because I play Frostgrave. Uh, actually, Frostgrave is kind of the same thing, 10 to 14, and then some guys, yep. your, your leaders have like up to 20 life. Or and you've got like to mark it on paper because they they don't even, they realize there's no point in getting oh, that no, many I tokens. Market, I'm, I'm, I'm market some people market with dice in that game, and some yeah. people mark it on the page. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's, um, a, I think, a whole topic is like keeping track of things with tokens. Yeah, it's just, there was, worth, I felt like there was, yeah, I don't know why I felt like it was like too much mark, marking stuff, too much too much stuff down. Where in Frostgrave, I feel like it's fine. Mm -hmm. I think it's because most guys have ten to twelve life Cause, in Frostgrave. Because you can mark it with a D twenty, then it's not so crazy. But if once you go up to thirty, that's yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, technically, there was only one guy with thirty. Right, mm -hmm. there's a bunch of guys with twenty, like three yeah. or three or so guys with twenty. Mm -hmm. So it, was, it just felt like things could have been ratcheted down. I wonder if you could have done half the the health and the game, well, two thirds the health, and mm -hmm. the game would have played the same, right? Because thirty health is actually quite starting to get quite hard to track, right? Yep. Uh, and like it works in War Machine because you only most guys only have like they one have health. five, like big guys one, have five to eight boxes. Well, most guys have one health, mm -hmm. right? And then most of your other guys like, like special, you have like special guys but you don't have like three to four of them that have like like special man's, mess like man size yeah. special guys might have five to eight health if they're still man size then you go up to robots yeah yeah and it's up so, to 30. Just, it, so they do they do get up to 30. yeah but, but what i'm saying is that the guys mm -hmm. with 30 uh you only have three or four of them yeah right and, and they have a good so system. it's a lot easier to track and their system for marking is quite good too yeah you kind of just use a dry erase and yes so i'm like i'm like using dice where you're like oh i knocked the dice was it was he the healthy guy, or was he the half-dead guy? Well, they had tokens. Yeah, the tokens is a lot mm -hmm. harder, I agree. Yeah. Marking it with, with uh, a marker on a dry erase is, mm -hmm. is really good. Yeah. Um, but it's not something GW's ever done, so... Yeah, it's true. I don't, it's not that their thing. I don't know why, because why? they just sell sleeves. You have fancy sleeves where yeah. you can dry erase on top. It mm -hmm. sounds brilliant to me, and then you have to use the cards, because how are you going to mark the guys as... Uh, life any other ways yeah and they can rebrand top loaders because top loaders are better for dry racing yeah. it's like oh it's war war sleeves really it's just top <laughs> it's just a top loader yeah. with a special and they had a color special, border oh you can charge a special a lot if the back of the card has a cool symbol or something like that exactly yeah um any other things you uh, I guess we talked a lot about uh war cry and mm -hmm. uh infinity how yep. about uh Actually, there's there's this. Uh... So I guess we talked briefly about Frostgrave. I think Frostgrave is another game where you can just throw people right into it. Yeah. Maybe you don't give them the most complicated spells. Or yes, I think the the thing that kind of stops Frostgrave from uh, from demoing it 
for people is mm-hmm. if you make them have to construct their own warband and wizard when they're demoing. So that, that is it's something to talk about. almost better mm-hmm. to... So, so Frostgrave is uh, a game where you have a wizard and, and they have a whole bunch of spells that you're supposed to choose. And then uh, you also get a bunch of... 10 or 11 guys. And then, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and that's a lot of uh, choice points. And it's kind of fun before you start playing to choose that those things. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to get someone who is, let's say, not... <clears throat> let's say you're demoing it to your brother and sister, like I said, right? Because a lot of games have starter armies, but Frostgrave has no suggested starter army. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to get someone that maybe hasn't been fully sold on Frost playing Frostgrave yet, mm-hmm. like it's great if they have, then you're like, okay, homework, create a warband, bring it, right? Which is kind of fun for them to do. Yeah. At the same time, if you're playing, like I said, your, your brother or sister or some random other person that maybe it's not sold, but they're like kind of interested you want to do all that work for them. Yeah, because whenever we see new people show up to play Frostgrave, mm-hmm. someone always has to go like aside with a new player and be like, okay, how'd you build your warband? Because uh-huh. <laughs> they're just like, I'm not totally sure about what all these things are. I've got some Yeah, because they haven't played it yet. They don't know what's yeah. good. It's almost, it, it's almost better if you just like say, oh, I know exactly which kind of guys you want for Balanced Armory, which I, basically that's what I use whenever I start a new warband, mm-hmm. right? So bring it over and say, you have this, um, and then it's, it's actually probably a good idea to have for every wizard, right? Because there's like 10 wizards that you choose, and then each guy has a slightly different spell list. Yep. It's probably good if you're demoing Frostgrave to have a set spells. Or uh, set army for every caster? I would say just the default army, mm-hmm. because I literally use the same army every single time I start, and it, it works fine, yep. right? Maybe you give them one option where you say, for this one guy, do you want to use the barbarian, the knight, or the ranger? Yeah. Right? What, or marksman. What, what do you want for your expensive guy? Just choose yeah. one? Okay, here, you made a choice. Good. You feel yeah. like this is your so you army. feel like it's a choice. And it honestly doesn't make a difference, right? Yeah. Guy. And then for the wizard, maybe you do the same thing and you give them the option for one spell. Right? Mm-hmm. You say, this is this is generally what you want for whatever. Uh, every single type of school, choose your uh, one choose. extra optional spell mm-hmm. from your main list. Yeah. And so you have two optional choices, so they kind of understand that you're supposed to choose them and mm-hmm. say, these lists, everything else is vetted. If you play again, just feel free to change it, right? Yep. And, and, but use this as your base. And I think that's a great way to kind of get people started, right? Like, don't make them try to build their list in, like, Infinity. Don't make them have to build their Infinity list no, right? just, of just all these guys or 40K or, or Age of Sigmar. Like, just be like, oh, just bring what you have. Like, if, if Yeah, with, with new players often, I'll be like, okay, what'd you bring? All right, maybe we should, like, because you can build a list on your phone. Maybe you should mm-hmm. tweak this a bit, and here's why. It's like, okay, you brought multiple guys that do the same thing here. Mm-hmm. You're not going to, like, they're not all going to operate over the course yeah. of the game. You, But you're missing this sort of type of thing. Maybe you don't have enough long range. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't have enough guys to do the mission. It's like, okay, yeah. just swap this around a little bit. Yeah. You've got this guy. Okay, he can he can act as that. Yeah. And then that makes let sense. him go. And then the other thing is, if you're the one that's going to play against them, mm-hmm. uh if you see that their army is missing a glaring issue, like let's say in Infinity, like you said, they have no snipers, or mm-hmm. in Frostgrave, they didn't put any archers in, right? Yeah. Then uh, you can either correct it, like you said, or you can just take your army, just change your army, so it also it also has have, problems. Maybe it, it lessen the mm-hmm. lessen the issue, right? So I I would probably keep one in on both of them, right? Just to show them the power of an archer in the game in Frostgrave mm-hmm. or a sniper or long-range gun in uh, Infinity, right? So they get the idea, but if you only have one, it's not going to overpower them, right? Yeah. So you want to kind of tweak your list to, to come up to, to deal with theirs. Um, yeah. So I think back to the thing of like how you actually, like what army you give to your opponent to play, mm-hmm. the question of like, should you encourage them to go buy the stuff themselves and then like build it and show up? Because at that point, they're more invested, they're more interested. That's true. If you can, totally do that. Yeah. Because I noticed a lot of people, they want to buy the models because they think the thing is cool. They wouldn't be yeah. demoing it if they didn't think it was cool. Yeah. So just even war cry, even if I don't agree. Uh-huh. <laughs> the but, train's cool, though. Yes. I guess it, it, dif- it differs depending on the players. Like some mm-hmm. people just want to be like, oh, can I come and try? Mm-hmm. And some people are like, I already own this. I want to come yeah. bring this. Not from when they say they own it. Maybe just ask them, like, oh, what army have you built? Or do you want help building it? Because you kind of know what they've bought. Mm-hmm. But I guess the other thing is, like, if you bring the armies, the whole game looks cooler because 
Ideally, really you're into it. the game. You've got multiple painted armies. You build both army lists. The army lists are going to play like the game should play. Uh-huh. So, sort of, I don't know if there's a better way. I guess it depends. I guess what I'm saying is it really depends on the person who's showing up. Like, do they want to just like see the game and dabble mm-hmm. in it, or have they already like gathered a mm-hmm. closet full of things? I guess that's that's the biggest thing, and maybe uh, the last kind of takeaway is. Listen to the person that you're demoing the game yeah. for. Like for they you, they will tell you mm-hmm. what they want to know and yep. what they are, are expecting. Yeah, because with you like playing Warcry for the first uh-huh. time, okay, you're not a first time war gamer. You're like, oh, okay, this mechanic works in this way. Uh-huh. This mechanic works that way. Here's a strategy I should use on the table. Yeah, and then he just concentrated mm-hmm. on the cool stuff, right? Yep. Like the cards and the flipping and the dice rolling and choosing your abilities, right? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing he gave me a bit more advice on to sh- to, to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the thing is, the demo's got to be basically catered yeah. to whoever you're playing yeah, with. And if it's a guy that's like, oh, I really like these models, mm-hmm. then maybe instead of focusing a lot about the game, you just show them your cool models and ah, look at this guy that I painted and I love this guy and it's an amazing paint job and you kind of get their, uh-huh. their kind of sal- them salivating over painting their new models, yes, right? Oh, which one are you going to make look really cool? Yes, exactly. You don't. It doesn't even have to be when you're done with the game about the actual game, yeah. gameplay. Right or if they're really they want to play it, because, let's say it's Malifaux, and they're like, oh, I'm really in- interested about this kind of card mechanic and mm-hmm. flipping things and choosing the stuff. Then you concentrate on that, that kind of part of the game. So, yeah, basically, when you're demoing, just listen to the guys; they'll tell you what they want. Okay, I think that's I think that's a good way to go. Yeah. Uh, so that's being it about demoing. Is there any kind of uh, I guess one last thing? Any kind of games that you want to try out demo in the future? Oh, there's already so many games I already play. I want to keep playing. I want. I was gonna say the new Frostgrave <laughs> when it comes out. But... Oh, new Frostgrave, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or which is really we should try Ghost Archipelagos at some point too. I bought those palm trees. Oh. I'm just saying. I've heard it's good, but it's not the future of Frostgrave, so I don't want to build that a pirate. True. I know pirates look really cool, and I keep looking at pirate maze and be like, I'm gonna build that. <laughs> I'm gonna build that privateer press based model army. Oh yeah. Because JV Arena has come up, come up with a lot of cool pirate models. That's true. But don't don't make me think about that because I have I have enough to do. There's also Blood and Plunder, which is apparently a pirate game. Never played. One day, one day the pirates will arrive. All right. Uh, yeah, cool. All right. Well, hopefully we demo something new to talk about soon. If you have any games you think we should get demos of, yeah, and many. try out. You think they're they're awesome? Yeah, give us give us a shout and tell us. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, this is me and Alan. It's been Brandon. All right, one last thing. Yeah, if you like this podcast and want to hear more, just like us wherever you're listening. Yeah, and if you want to keep track of our uh, work on Starpiercer, go to starpiercer.com, or if you're on Facebook, go to our Starpiercer community. So that's basically it. Thank you. (laughs) Bye.